0: Spiritual Life Center.
1: Once again, uh, not only are we to, how shall I say, come into the light, but we're reminded there's a great carpenter that said, uh, ye are the light. You're the light that cometh into the world. Every man and woman that cometh into the world, you are the light. I think we're here to let our light so shine that folks will see our good works. But oftentimes in this human experience, we will hide our light under a bushel, as they say. You know, I remember uh, there was a young woman who had just graduated from college, and this is you know kind of graduation season, commencement exercises, and people starting new things in their life. And she was a uh, very bright, very brilliant, I would say. And she decided that she would apply for a job. But she only applied because she wanted to get better at applying for jobs. <laughs> she wanted to sharpen her resume preparation. And she didn't expect anyone to really call her you know, to consider consider for the job. And she kept telling herself, you know, I'm not really good enough. I'm not ready. But she did call, call for an interview, and uh, she had a couple phone interviews, I think, to start it off, and then she was invited for an in-person interview, and the interviews were friendly and welcoming and made her comfortable. But she said she struggled. She said she struggled because the whole time she kept telling herself, I don't deserve to be here. I don't have what it takes to do this. I'm not good enough. So she must have been kind of radiating an energy because she got turned down. And one of the interviewers said that, you know, she does not believe she is good enough, then why should we? You know, the belief that sometimes I'm not good enough plagues many people at some point in their lives. You know, having been in you know, this work for a period of, I don't know how many years, I won't say. You know, as a minister, I run into many folks, including myself sometimes, that collectively believe that they're not good enough. It comes up regularly. And oftentimes people sabotage their success with this belief of not enoughness. Probably most people have this struggle from time to time. And if you're one of the individuals that, you know, I never have this problem. Please levitate from your seat, float to the front of the room and tell us how you did that. <laughs> Sometimes an event takes place in our life. You know, when I was abandoned, as I was very young, that led to a belief of not enough. You know, someone may have told you, well, you'll never make anything of yourself. Maybe it's a result of self-talk. In which you regularly tell yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not skilled enough, I'm not talented enough, I'm not attractive enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm too short, whatever the case may be. And we end up not going for it, whatever is for us. Because we're thinking, you know, I won't get it anyway. I think some of that belief that permeates our society and often parts of the world is based upon religious abuse. Where we believe that somehow we were born flawed and there's something wrong for us from birth and there's nothing that we can do about it. And all these things are nothing more than thoughts that come up in our own minds. As our third principle of unity talks about, our thoughts create our experiences. It was the Buddha who said, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. So if we want different experiences... We must start by changing the direction of our thinking. It all starts from there. And one way to change the, directory, the direction of our belief of not being good enough is to ask ourselves some questions. In order to move us from not enoughness to the realization we have been enough. We've always been enough. We've always been sufficient. We always are. Simply because of who we are and from which we have come. And that we indeed are the twinkle in the eye of our creator, and twinkle we must. <laughs> we're here to twinkle. So today I'm going to kind of review five questions that we want to ask ourselves when we feel that we're not enough. Actually, this, you know, I was preparing this, I, I realized there's way more than five questions I can come up with. And, you know, I often have way more stuff to talk about than I have time to talk about it. But I always remember something from one of my instructors in ministerial school. I don't even remember his name. I don't even remember what he taught. I don't remember anything else. But he said, anytime you prepare, you will probably have more to say than you have time. And remember, there's always next week. (laughs) So I'll probably say more about this, you know, as times to come in other talks. But the first question that comes to mind, we want to ask, am I focusing on what I have or what I'm missing? You know, there's something I think in psychology called the reticular activating system. It sounds really highfalutin. man. without getting too technical, it's really part of our brain, part of our consciousness that filters out what we consider unnecessary information. So the important stuff, the good stuff, whatever we're focusing on gets through. And what gets through is what we decide to give our attention to. For example, if I learn a new word, I start seeing and hearing that word everywhere. You know, if you get ready to buy a new car and you've never bought that car before, never saw that car, never thought about that car before, you think you're the only one buying that car. Once you make that decision, you see that car everywhere. It seems like everybody has that car. That's why you can be in a crowd of people and it could be a lot of noise going on. But if somebody calls out your name amongst all that noise, it will get your attention. And you'll snap to attention because someone's spending your, saying your name and we're always thinking about ourselves in some way. That's what gets through. And what gets through, of course, what we decide to focus on. So what if we focus on what's missing or what's wrong with us, what's lacking in us, then that's what we will see. There was a woman who was giving a speech. She was of Chinese descent. And she was talking about how she seemed out of, you know, kind of different from everybody else. And she said that, you know, one of the things that made us feel different or lacking is that, you know, every morning... Her, her mother would fix her lunch and put it in her lunch box or uh, her lunch bag. And she would often get sticky rice and lotus. And she would look around, everybody else around them, they were getting lunchables and all, you know, what probably was not necessarily good processed food like all the other Americans. And, and, and she realized over time that difference was what made her different, made her, you know, distinct and unique amongst all of us. And it was important to celebrate that. And her approach to this topic was, don't focus on what you are not. Focus on what you are. The whole idea is that if we focus on what we have and what's good about us, then more of that we will begin to see in and as our life. And if we focus on the fact or the belief that we're not enough, even if we have an avalanche of a lot of good things going on within us, that not enoughness will begin to rule our day. Because we realize that which we focus on, whatever we give appreciation to, it grows. It multiplies. It becomes more than what we could imagine. When I was in ministerial school, you know, they asked me, you know, asked us to well, come up with what you thought your favorite statement or scripture was. Be and I, and I still remember one that I came up with that I still think about today. That kind of helps set my direction of my, you know, philosophy. And it's from Philippians the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, known as the whatsoevers. Whatsoever is good. Whatsoever is perfect whatsoever good report, whatsoever is beautiful, whatsoever is whatever good and perfect. He said, think on these things because that will become the activity of our awareness and our consciousness. And then you begin to see more of that. So the first question we want to ask is, what am I focusing on? Am I focusing on what I have or am I focusing on what is missing? And then there's question number two that I came up with that if we're feeling a sense of not enoughness or not good enough, and that is what will it take to love myself more? It's a song by Whitney Houston, and it was entitled The Greatest Love, and there's a line in there that says, the greatest love of all is loving yourself. To love yourself is the greatest love of all. Sometimes we want to ask ourselves, am I treating myself as I wish others to treat me? Am I treating myself as I want the universe and the force to respond to me? And I believe we must accept on a deep level, on a profound level, on a real level, that not only do we deserve the best, but we are the best that God has to offer as far as our belief system is concerned. So we must begin to take time with ourselves. To treat ourselves well. And we're not talking about pampering our ego, being ego maniacal about it. We're talking about taking compassionate and spiritual hands and taking care of ourselves. Sometimes we're really hard on ourselves. I know I am at times, and, and you know, we want to reverse that. Um, there was Louise Hay, who was a teacher in this philosophy many years ago, and she had a book called You Can Heal Your Life, and there was an exercise in there that when I was first on the path I started doing. And she said that every morning you should get up and look in the mirror and simply say to that image that you see, I love you. Now I have to tell you, the first time I started doing this, it felt a little weird You talk about, you know, I love myself, but if I did it over a period of time and I said, well, that makes, that's actually a good idea to love you. How can you love anything or anyone else if you're not loving yourself? You know, as one of our teachers said that, you know, if at home you're not doing this and you're not having your lip prints on your mirror, (laughs) you need to start. So start talking to yourself nicely. Encourage yourself. Love yourself. Sometimes pay yourself first. Kick back in, you know, magnificent bath, whatever kind of gives you pleasure. Make that appointment with the presence of God, walking in nature, whatever you may do. And you begin to activate the realization that you are more than enough. And you begin to enroll this entire universe into your training program on how you feel about yourself and how you should be treated. So question number two to ask when you're feeling that not enoughness, what will it take to love myself a little bit more? And then there's question number three. That's something to ask when you're not feeling enough ask, am I comparing myself to others? I was talking to a friend many years ago, and she was in tears because she felt less successful than the other people around her, or at least so she thought. But from all appearances, you know, she had a nice, good job. The people that are on her job liked her and respected her. She was climbing up the, her success ladder in her field. But she was evaluating her life based on how she measured up to a few other people she could think of that she believed were better off. Understand when we compare ourselves to others, we seem who seem to be better off, who seem to have more than we have or doing better than we have, we'll begin to feel a sense of dissatisfaction. And if we feel that, then. There's really nothing we can do to improve our situation. And then that dissatisfaction turns into sometimes frustration and a sense of not enoughness. But there's an old saying that says that true nobility is not being superior to another person. True nobility is being superior to your previous self. That's all we want to compare ourselves to, our previous self. Are we better today than we were yesterday? Are we improving from where we were yesterday? That's the only comparison that we ever want to make. Because the, comp- the challenge of comparing you know, who we are with other people, while it may seem wonderful, it may not be things that appear to be making them happy the way that we think it does. in Particularly this day of social media. You know, everybody seems to be happy and joyous, and you look on their Instagram, and they look so like, oh, life is good, but you have no idea what is going on in their life. That is nothing but a front. We want to stay focused on our purpose, on our goals, forging our plan through life. You know, my, my, somebody asked me earlier, you know, my son Jalen, who's in his last bit of college, and he's got to finish up some summer courses to get his last bit of credits. And they were asking, was he going to graduate? And I said, well, he's going to finish up this last amount of time, finish up these credits. And I'm affirming, I'm praying, I'm begging that he actually does finish up, you know, before the end of the summer. And I talk with him from time to time, and sometimes he would say, you know, it seems like some of his classmates, you know, they're going out and they're getting these positions, or during the year they're getting these internships, or, you know, applying to law school, or applying, you know, going to medical school, or graduate school, or, you know, doing this, that, or the other. And so he's feeling that he needs to kind of be in that same mindset. But I tell him, no, you got to follow what your passion is, whatever that is and you will begin to attract whatever you need in your life. So you don't want to compare yourself to other people. We want to change or rather choose our own adventure and then make progress on that adventure that has nothing to do with what anyone else is doing or not doing in their life. So the third question is to ask if we're feeling not enough. Am to my detriment comparing myself to others? And then it's question number four, when we're feeling that not enoughness. Am I being in the here and the now? You know, one of my teachers put it, is your head in the game, in the nowness of this moment? Because if our heads are kind of in the past or sometimes just way out in the future or in the clouds or some other place, we're missing out on the now. We're missing out on where the point of power is. I know some of you know that you know I, I'm a basketball fan, so I'm following the, the NBA playoffs right now. And my team is still in there. And so I remember I was watching the other day, and, and uh, uh, one of the members of the other team was upset because the referee had made a call that he thought wasn't right. And he, two or four, three more minutes later, he's still complaining about what had already happened. And my team is keeps scoring. I said, well, keep on focusing on that. Because that will help us win. Because your head is not in the game. The game is passing you by. Sometimes it's a challenge to be in the here and now. So, because we're often thinking about the past or the future, as I pointed out. But when we think about the past that we, some sort of regret, it's affecting our experience right now. Or there's some negative thought that we brought up from the past, it's influencing us right now, it's influencing our body, it's influencing our mental state of mind, Is emotions are being affected, including that sense of not enoughness. Maybe we missed out on something and we're giving our attention to that. Because I understand, depending upon what's passing through our awareness, we're either youthing or aging, depending upon what's passing through. I think similarly, if we're worrying about the future or wondering what's going on to happen, sometimes in the distant future, not that we don't make plans, but we're asking, well, we're worried about whether it's going to work out or not. Those thoughts are happening right now, and they're shaping our experience right now. It's in the now that all the presence, that all the power, that all of the presence of God is available to us. And I find for myself, you might try this for yourself. If you don't do it, just practice what they call mindfulness. Mindfulness meditation or any kind of meditation that keeps you focused in the here and now. But mindfulness is when on a moment-by-moment basis, we're conscious of what we're thinking how we're acting, what we're aware of, are we thinking about not enoughness? What are we giving our attention to? When our head is in the game, we realize we're always enough because wherever we are, the fullness of God is. We say that every week. And we can go from where we are in our worst moment to a whole new way of thinking Whenever we're falling prey to not enoughness, we sometimes just, I like to just walk outside to a wide open space or if you get to a beach or, you know, anywhere, just look around and realize there's no lack or limitation anywhere. And the feeling of not enough is an illusion of our own creation. You know, in the Hebrew Bible, in Genesis, the 13th chapter and the 14th verse, There's a consciousness coming through in the words that says, look all around you, north and south and east and west, and all that you can see, you can have. It's right where you are, but we have to be fully present to it right now. So question number four to ask if you're feeling that not enoughness, am I here and now? Am I in the game now where the unlimited good is always present? And so the final question just for today, like I said, there's a bunch of them I can come up with. When you're feeling that sense of not enoughness or less than, ask, am I speaking words of truth about myself? You know, in the wisdom teachings of Proverbs, it says, life and death are found in the power of the tongue. They have power. We see that words affect our world. I mean, if we look at all the stuff that's going on in the world, there's some people who are following what other people are saying or believing, leading to all kinds of not-so-good stuff. People are influenced or saying things, influencing other folks. But understand, our words influence us. Because our words either build us up or they tear us down. The words we speak about ourselves have an effect And we can cut through any beliefs or feelings of doubt or worry or fear by having words of affirmation. And they can be simply words such as, I am enough. I am enough. We can say, all my needs are met. Nothing and no one can stop my good. That I'm inspired by the happenings all around me. I grow and improve every day. I treat myself kindly and with compassion. I give myself permission to be myself. I have the power to change. I am enough. I mean, let's just say that together. I am enough. Understand these words can flex our ability to change our thoughts cause ourselves and our body to dance with joy and power. It doesn't matter what we're facing. We can overcome what we thought we could not do or be as we focus on the truth of who we are, that we're enough, that we do have the power to change. We do have the power to move forward, that the entire universe works together for our individual and collective good. So I'd like this last few minutes just to deepen our realization of this truth through an affirmation meditation experience. And so we're going to have some music. Actually, uh, uh, not even music, but a sound vibration in the background. And I just invite you to, to relax now. Relax every muscle of your body temple. beginning at the top of your head. Feel the muscles around your eyebrows relaxing. Let every tension you may have in your face or anywhere be released and start moving down your shoulders. Make every muscle in your shoulders feel that sense of release and relaxation. And go down your chest to your abdomen. Releasing any tension you may have. Let every muscle in your body be relaxed now. if you have your eyes closed and you can pay attention to your breath as you breathe in and breathe out you are everything you ever wanted to be right here Right now, in this moment, the force, the universe, the God presence, whatever you call it, has put something special in you. Your job is to wake up to Now is the time to wake up to that truth. Every dream, every vision, every goal that you see for your life is now accomplished. It's done in the spiritual plane. And you simply raise your vibration, your seeing to see it done in your life. Right now you feel how it feels to have all the resources that you need or want. You now feel how it feels to have whatever you need in terms of mobility to get around. To have the living circumstances that you desire. You know now that As you feel these things into existence, you see them come into your world. Every day, you're getting better and better. Every day, you're achieving your goals. Every day, you are becoming the best version of yourself. In your mind, simply repeat, I am, I am, I am, I am healthy. I am spiritually abundant. I am everything I want to be. I am amazing. I am wonderful. I am the best version of myself. I am light. I am love. Relax in thought that you are right now everything you wish to be. You have been given the gift of light. You have been given the gift of love. And of love. I am the definition of a peace. I am spiritually abundant. So I have abundance in all areas of my life. I give what I want to receive, I treat everyone the way I want to be treated. I rest in this truth. Take a moment to breathe that in. Pay attention to your breath. Pay attention to it as it goes in and out. And in your mind, simply say, I believe in me. I acknowledge my self-worth. My confidence is soaring. I am not my mistakes. I accept myself unconditionally. I am proud of myself and all that I have accomplished. I am successful. I'm a beautiful person, I deserve love, I deserve compassion, I deserve empathy. I am enough. I believe in the person I dream of becoming. I am that person right now. I deserve to be happy. I choose to completely love myself today as I honor my commitments to myself. And I choose faith over fear. There is no wrong decision. I'm now creating my life exactly as I want. Positivity is a choice, and I choose to be positive. I am free of worry. I'm at peace with who I am. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. So it is. So it is. I invite you to hold that energy for yourself, Knows the truth of you and all of us.
0: We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center